This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today, and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks. Today is Monday, July 3rd. The Yankees still not looking great. We just had ourselves a crazy week. We split a four-game set with the White Sox. We lost two out of three to the Astros. We brought Chris Carter back to the lineup. We had four rookies make their MLB debut. We had some of them go back down. We had some of them get hurt. We got good enough Tyler Clippard back, and we lost Dylan Batances to his own stupid brain. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. All right, yeah, so that was a crazy week. More frustrating than exciting. Had a couple wins sprinkled in there. Even the wins, we're still getting heart attacks. We thought we were past our bullpen woes. We're not past our bullpen woes because now Batances and Chapman have decided that they are going to go through their own struggles. The injuries are killing us. Killing us. Everyone's so excited about these young guys. I am too. It's really fun. But I'd still would rather have Castro, Hicks, and Holiday in this lineup every day than what we have with the young guys. I don't want Carter there. I understand that. It's hard because it's like G-Man Choi or Carter. Because Roman can't play first every day because that's too risky. It's a lot of stuff going on with the lineup. It's really intricate. Everyone hates it. They get frustrated. Every time Joe or they whatever, they post a lineup, people are blaming Joe. Stop doing that. The lineup, A, it's not our problem. The kids have come through. We've put runs on the board. B, the bullpen is the problem. The starting pitching has been decent enough. Actually, Pineda and Savvy both not great games, but the bullpen is our biggest, biggest issue. And you can even, that's even coming through with the questions you guys are asking. And I got a good amount of questions today. Thank you guys for that. So we got right here. Please talk about our bullpen issues, specifically our dear setup man, Mr. Batansis. We got, yeah, we got to talk about that. Uh, let's see, another question. Is Batansis and Chapman's recent struggles cause for concern? Here's one for you. Why hasn't Batansis changed his approach to hold on runners? You'd think Larry would work with him on that. So let's talk Batansis and the bullpen. The bullpen's bad. The bullpen is losing us games. There's some stat out there. It was like 15 blown saves. The bullpen has lost us. It's pretty frustrating, pretty deflating for the lineup to go out there and get the win and get the runs all the time for them to blow it. In Sunday's game, you could kind of see that. Once it got to 5-0, the lineup was like dead. I mean, they can't do that. Go out there, get your runs. If the bullpen blows it, they blow it, but go get your runs. But it's just deflating. It's like, fuck, how many times? And we've been talking about this for a month, all of July. We've been talking about the lineup can't keep going out there and giving us runs just to have them tossed back in their own face with the bullpen. It's not, like, fun. Let's get a cohesive unit out here. Let's pick each other up. When you're doing all the work and then they just come in and fuck it up, that's not fun. It's not fun for anyone. I mean, it, I mean, they don't want to fuck it up. It's not fun for them, but the lineup is getting like, come on. As far as Batances, he's just, I mean, we all see it. I tweeted that it looks like he, watching his dad get beat up when he's going through these rough spells. It's, I miss the days when we had pitchers like El Duque or Pettit or Mariano. We, we couldn't read their body language 
Mariano could do whatever, it, whatever, give up a home run, strike a side out. You wouldn't tell if he's happy, sad, or whatever. Pineda, Batances, it's just you can just see it on their face. Hey, that guy is sad and upset right now. He's probably not going to be pitching his best. I should really lock in and get a hit off him or take his wild pitches. Fix your faces. Batances looked so sad. It looked like the Eminem scene when uh, Eminem was getting beat up and his daughter was just watching like, oh no, why is this happening? Fix yourself, dude. Get some stoicness going. Go go ask Hiroki Kuroda for advice on that. I don't think it's a major concern. Well, okay, that's so stupid, Jimmy. It's obviously a major concern. Batances went 22 games earlier this season. Yeah, 22 games without giving up an earned run. He's... He has all the potential. He should be able to do that again. So let's get through this. Let's fix your brain a little because the runners on is a problem. Um, Someone asked why they haven't worked with that. I don't know. I'm not sure. Last year, the problem was he couldn't throw the ball to first base. And I think that took priority because people were just bunting on him and he was just could not throw the ball at first base. And then they came out of the gates this season, worked on that. Some teams tried to bunt on him. He was throwing it fine. I don't think he's made that mistake yet this year. So they definitely worked on that. I don't know why they didn't work on holding runners on. They might have told him, Red Sox and Cubs told John Lester, just pitch. Just pitch and it'll be fine. And with his stuff, it should be fine. Just pitch and it'll be fine. But it's not because he lets the runners rattle him. So it's either just pitch don't get rattled by a guy taking massive leads and strike the dude out like Lester did does or figure out how to hold a guy on because this right now isn't working and I'm sh- I mean I don't blame Larry I'm sure he's tries to work with him it's not like Larry sees that and then says hey don't worry about that that's not a problem like you guys act like Larry Rothschild not trying to coach him of course he's going to try and coach him it's up to Batances to put whatever he is taught or said or told to do in play and right now He hasn't done anything about base runners being a problem, and he needs to do a lot about them being a problem. And hopefully we see a correction in the future. Just lob it over to first every now and then. Speed up. Do a slide step. I don't know. Otherwise, just strike everyone out like you can do and you have done in the past. That's a major concern. Chapman, I'm not concerned with Chapman. Throws 100 miles per hour. Sometimes, every now and then, he, he won't have it. That was unlucky. He came in, gave up a hit right away. He's never been known to do the one, two, three inning. He always gets a guy on base or something. But I'm not really worried about him. Patance is worried. Clipper did good again. The bullpen is the major issue. Top to bottom. Because Warren coming back is going to be really helpful because our middle relief is garbage. Domingo Herman, I mean, he's not ready. I, I don't want to bash him and say he's bad because he may not be bad. He's just definitely not ready. So that's the bullpen. It's tough. It's the main reason we are not in first place still. If you think that it's the lineup, if you think it's Girardi's managing, it's the bullpen. And it's a lot of times he's bringing in the guys who he should bring in. Besides that when he was bringing in Clippard when he shouldn't have been bringing in Clippard. Other than that, I mean, you can't blame him. If you blame him for bringing in Batances to that game, you just, you're just you just grasping at straws. Batances should have come into that game 100%, and he should have pitched how he's supposed to pitch. That's not Girardi. That's the bullpen. Bullpen alone has failed us and it needs to be fixed immediately. And hopefully it does. Let's cross our fingers. That's all we can really do. Trades may be coming down the line, but if Batances and Chapman can't figure it out, then there's nothing you can do. That's just bad. Brutal. Okay, we got a lot of people asking about our expectations, which is now that we're not in first. Is It's a good question. Like, 
we went into the season not expecting to be contenders. Then we were contenders and looking really, really good. Now we've fallen back to earth. What are we expecting the rest of the way? I think, I'm not going to sit here. Someone asked, uh, do you think this team will make the, the postseason and why? Um, what should our post-All-Star expectations be? And is a pennant race realistic anymore? A pennant race is definitely realistic. Are we making the playoffs? I'm not going to sit here and say we definitely are. I think that we're going to have a lot of closed games and a really fun September and a really nerve-wracking September. I think we'll definitely be in it. Uh, the lineup is too good. If we get Castro back, Hicks back, Holiday back, cross your fingers, that's really sad what's happening with him. But if we get those guys back, the lineup's too good to not be in the pennant race. Is our bullpen and our starting pitching good enough to say we're definitely going to be in the postseason or we're even going to go far in the postseason? No. But we're going to be in a race. The 20 wins at the very beginning of the season, they're still going to go a long way no matter how bad our June was. We're, we're going to be in the pennant race. I believe that. We have to make some big changes. We'll see what they are. This guy, next question, good question. With June taking a huge hit on the Yankees, both in their record and every player under the sun being injured, is it more important to focus on building for the future seasons than making a push this season? Interested to hear your opinion on this? All right, so that's like a really fine line because Cashman can't go all in on this season and trade away big chips. Well, now Fowler's hurt. People thought he was going to get traded, but no one's going to trade for him now. We still have Rutherford, who they say is untradeable. Frazier, untradeable. Torres, hurt, untradeable. So we're not going to trade our system like the Indians and the Cubs did last year. We are not at that level, and we should not get to that level this year. I think everyone can agree on that. We're not going all in. But we should go halfway in. I think there's a middle ground where we have guys like Mateo and some other guys down that we can make a trade to help out for now. Because uh, we obviously, no one wants to trade our big prospects. But I also think that we have a chance to make the playoffs. We need to go get a relief pitcher. With CC back, the rotation may be able to stay afloat. If Tanaka's done done three in, a while, three in a row well now, hasn't had a clunker in a while, CC comes back and does what he was doing. Gumby emerges as our most consistent pitcher. Seve needs to do good. I mean, our, our starting pitching is not great. It's not a playoff setup. Like, you don't have four guys there. You're going to go into a seven-game series and have confidence every night. That's not what we have. Relief pitching, obviously, we need uh, a lot of help there. And I think Cashman can make some minor moves that will help this team this year without selling our future. It's really fine line. I think he can do it. So this next question kind of goes with that. If the Yankees do end up making a trade for first baseman, who do you think they go after? If it's someone with more than a year left on the contract, what does this mean for Greg Bird? The Yankees need to make a move at first base. Right now you got Carter back up. Carter's up because Holiday's hurt, Bird is hurt, Austin's hurt. That's three ahead of him that the Yankees would rather put there if they could, but they can't. So then the options are... You play Romine there, but you cannot play Romine every single day at first base with Gary catching every single day. You can't play both your catchers every day. That's I don't even need to explain that. You just can't do that. So the only way to keep Romine at first base would be to bring up a catcher. Higashioka is hurt. Higashioka also has the same bat as Carter, but Carter can run into a home run every now and then. So that doesn't make sense. So I read somewhere that they may trade for a AAA ready catcher or a backup catcher that would have released Romine to play first base every day and Gary Ketch and have a backup catcher on the roster, that's a minor move 
that we probably wouldn't give up anyone, but it would give us some production at first base and get rid of Carter. That would help us get rid of Carter. It, that really wouldn't move us forward as having a productive first baseman, but it would move us forward as in Carter wouldn't be on the team anymore. Um, the other first basemen that are out there that are truly rentals, because if we want to stick to the Greg Bird plan, and I'm biased here because I am still a Greg Bird believer, even though it seems like he's made of glass, got this one nagging injury, hopefully it goes away and he comes back. But if we are sticking to the Greg Bird plan, which I would like to, I'm not ready to trade him away, and then he gets healthy, and then for eight years he mashes for another team. Because they said he was the purest hitter in our system. When it, Gary was down there, when Judge was down there, everyone still said Bird had the best. So, so true rentals. We got Alonzo, and we got Hosmer. Let's just package Alonzo and Sonny Gray. Starting pitcher, first baseman. I don't know what we have to give up. Probably a good amount. Probably goes against what I'm saying. Can Cashman do it? But those would be a rental. So I'm all for getting a rental at first base for a decent price. I don't know if there's other guys out there that aren't that high that are still better than Carter. Because, again, we don't need an all-star at first base. We just need uh, not a human vacuum. We We just need not a strikeout machine at first. So I think there might be a tier two first baseman that we can trade for that's true rental. Or we just flip again when Bird's ready and let Bird battle for it in spring training with this dude. Hopefully something like that can happen. Uh, I don't want to go get like, I mean, Bohr was big talks, but then Bohr's long contract. So then what does happen with Bird? Well, then you probably trade Bird for something because he's valuable still. Tricky situation. First base is a really tricky situation. And the future doesn't look bright because even if Bird's healthy next year, he's probably still got a battle for it. Like I said, I'm biased. I'm a Greg Bird believer. I want him on the team long-term. I want to see him hit home runs into the right field porch nonstop. Who, in your opinion, would be the best starter and reliever the Yankees should go out and get, and who should they trade to get certain people? It's a lot. It's a lot. I don't, I mean, I don't like playing GM. I know that's the biggest thing to do on Twitter is to play GM. I I don't think it's crazy to say that Cashman knows more about being a general manager for a baseball team than I do. A lot of people would like to say uh, Cashman should be fired. He doesn't know what he's doing. Cashman probably knows a lot more about being a GM than I do. I, don't, I know nothing, basically. I know that favorite starting pitcher out there, I said this last week, Sonny Gray. I'd like to go get Sonny Gray. They said that his last start in Oakland, there was tons of scouts there. So he's going to be on the move. A lot of teams are going to be in on him. I like that we can package for uh, for Alonzo if we need to. We'll see. Relievers, let's just go to Chicago. And I said this last week and say, hey, Robertson, come back and bring Schwarzak back too. Both put him back in pinstripes, and uh, we'll just, you know, we'll have Robertson, Schwarzak, Batances, Chapman, and uh, everyone will be on a really, really short hook. Batances comes in. Does he look sad? Pull him. Schwarzak, you're in. Robertson, you're in. Uh, those are the two relievers I like. I mean, you got Herrera, you got other guys, but I went over it more in depth last week. They're going to get relief pitching. Chad Green looks good. Need Batances to figure it out. I like, I still, Robertson's my favorite. I mean, obviously, that's a heavy Yankee bias. I loved him when he was on our team, and now he's a free agent. No, he's not a free agent, stupid. Now he's available as a trade candidate and fills a need that we have an opening. So he's my favorite, with a with a Yankee bias, I'll say it there. As far as, like, who we're going to trade, what, what prospects we're going to trade, I don't like acting like I know that stuff. 
I know that here's what I know. I don't want to get rid of big prospects and I want to get a reliever back. And I trust Cashman to do it. Cashman very rarely um, has like terrible trades for us. He's got a couple amazing ones and he's got a couple where they're like, mm, not great, not terrible. Very rarely has he been sold a bill of goods. All right, so here's some other just... By the way, uh, which rookie or player do you think has most impact other than Judge? Frazier has impressed me a lot with the few at-bats he's had. Frazier has looked good. Double, home run. Sunday he got, like, a nice walk. He saw a couple two-strike pitches that were really close, and he saw them as balls and didn't swing. That was actually really impressive for such a young kid. Um, If you're talking just lineup, I mean, Wade is awesome because he's so versatile. I think he's going to impact the team once – Everyone comes back and Wade will stay and be able to plug in everywhere on the bench. His bat hasn't really come shining through yet. Frazier looks good, but I don't know what Frazier's role is because if Castro comes back, Hicks comes back, Hicks comes back. If Hicks comes back, we have four outfielders. And then if Holiday gets healthy, then we have our DH back. So then Frazier's done, right? He's not going to stay on the team and rot somewhere, and he's not going to take at-bats over Gardiels, Hicks, Judge, Holiday. So I... This might just be a trial run until September when uh, the rosters expand. But the biggest impact is Judge, and then it's Gumby. Gumby is the rookie with the biggest impact who no one thought was going to be on the team at all. Is a team meeting needed at this point? 5-14 and 14 in the last 19 games need to get back on track. The team meeting thing is kind of like a joke. Um, like, what do they say in a team meeting? Let's do better. It can work really well for bonding sometimes. Like in the Red Sox, they took those shots before ALCS against us. Uh, last year, the Cubs held a team meeting during the rain delay. Obviously, that got them together. Team meetings work. Also, you don't need a team meeting. And Girardi, I saw Girardi talk once. In his very first year, he did these team meetings, and he did some corny shit, and the veterans used to like just laugh at him. There was a story that he set up a table in the middle of the clubhouse and sprinted around it in circles. and was like, that's how you hustle. And Jeter and A-Rod and all them just kind of laughed and were like, yo, Joe, you look like a fool. And then he grew and he learned. And I saw Girardi speak at a team meeting and he said that you do not have anyone's attention for longer than five minutes when you're trying to like impart wisdom or post-game talk or pre-game talk. He said, so you say what you do in five minutes and you get out of there. So I, is Joe going to hold a team meeting? That won't help at all. If the players want to hold a team meeting themselves, maybe. I don't know. I don't, a team meeting is, it can work, it cannot work. I don't really put much stock into them. This team is way too inconsistent for my liking, and the odd part is that it's the veterans that's doing so. Kinda, yeah. I mean, inconsistency is par for the course. You're going to lose, you're going to win. Our losing and our winning has come drastically. We win, now we've lost. We also have streaky hitters. We have Gardner, who's incredibly streaky. He had, what, a bad a bad April, a fantastic May, and now a bad June. Now we'll probably have a great July. That's how he works. Also, July, Chase Headley. July has been Chase Headley's best month his entire career. On his career, he is hitting 286 in July. The last three seasons with the Yankees, in 2014, he hit 316 in July. In 2015, he hit 370 in July. And last year, he hit 349 in July. So expect or hope or whatever Chase Headley to have a fantastic July and just wish it, wish it, because I know everyone hates him. But if he swings a big stick and holds down whatever the seventh, eighth spot in the lineup, it's good because then we won't have to trade for a third baseman. We can just have him do that. We don't need an all-star every position. But if Chase Headley has a big July, that can help. 
Expect CC to come back and help. Everyone just needs to help. This week put like a damper on everything. It's kind of like, fuck. Do we have to panic? And I know everyone's asking that. And then, then everyone's saying, well, we weren't supposed to be good. Yeah, we weren't supposed to be good, but we're good. So let's try and make something of it. Just because we weren't supposed to be here doesn't mean we shouldn't still expect to ride it out. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to get complacent with losing just because we weren't supposed to win. Yeah, but now we have a chance to win. So let's not just throw our hands up and say it wasn't supposed to be this soon. If it's not supposed to be, we'll find out later, and then we can all turn to that excuse. Well, we're just rebuilding, which is true. Our future looks so bright with Frazier, with Judge, with Gary, Gumby, Sebi, Odamus, Wade, Didi. Our future looks super bright. I'm not giving up on this season yet. It's, I think it's kind of been an excuse like what I'm saying. We weren't supposed to be good. Well, we're good. We were good for three, two months. Let's be good. Let's finish out the year. I still have faith. We just need to fix our bullpen. Lineup? Good. feel like I'm repeating myself now. Next week, I'm going to be in Denver at my buddy's place. Be watching the games. I'm going to do a Talking Yanks with him, which should be more fun. Go back and forth a little. He's a Yankees fan as well. Um, but, all right, if you sent in the question, I really appreciate it. If you're watching this, appreciate that as well. Uh, I love talking with you guys on Twitter. Love interacting. I love the Yanks. Love talking Yanks. Let's get us some wins this week. Head into All-Star break and get some rest. Go Yanks. And the Yankees baseball. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you're thinking about giving therapy a try, check out BetterHelp. It's entirely online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, they match you with a licensed therapist, and you can switch anytime, no additional charge. So, celebrate the progress that you've already made by visiting betterhelp.com slash yanks today and you'll get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash yanks.